Welcome to the Makom Israel Teachers Lounge podcast, where we connect students and listeners with Israel by discussing and exploring current events and relevant issues. I am your host, Michael Unterberg, coming to you from his basement. And as always, sort of virtually here with Alan Goldman, my co-host. How are you, Alan? Alan may be a little bit frozen. Hi, I guess in these, uh, yes, Corona times. Sorry. Uh, were you a little frozen there? I couldn't hear yeah. you, but hopefully in our clever new uh, recording arrangement, it'll work. And because this is a very big political story, it looks like after, what is it, 16 months, we're going to have a government. We are once again visited by Rachel, our political expert. How's it going, Rachel? It's going good. It's going good. We, maybe we have a government. It's not close Maybe. Yet. We need uh, a little more steps, but we're there. We're there. We're getting closer. Okay, so what changed? Because the last time we had you on, which was before Passover, we had you on to talk about why there still wasn't a government if Gantz had dismantled his whole blue and white party and they were still fighting. Something broke over the last week and they're now, they've made an agreement and it could actually become a functional government. Can you bring us up to date, Rachel? I don't really remember. I, I don't know which day is today. I know it's a feeling that everyone has in these Corona times. But yeah. I will tell you how it started, how actually the, the things got clearer and faster in order to, to, to create this government, this unity emergency government, or however you want to call it. Uh, actually, Benny Gantz, who was part of the blue and white party, and in, together you have to remember that this party, it's... it's it's consisted by two other parties, the Yeshatid party and the Telem party. So, mm-hmm. of course, they have some internal affairs that also were avoiding this government, this unity government to, to exist and to actually be, be real because they were against many, many options and they were not ready to give up for, that, uh, for, for all that Benjamin uh, Netanyahu wanted. So they have in, internal issues, of course. And the path actually opened by the time that Benny Gantz decided to abandon his own bloc, his own party, Kaholaban, uh, together with Yashatid, and uh, go with Bibi Netanyahu only with his own people. That originally, those people were called Hosen Israel. Those were, that was his original party. His Later original on, party before yeah. he joined. So there, were, there are 16 people inside the blue and white list that they actually accepted to uh, start negotiating with Benjamin Netanyahu, that actually the, the, the consequence of this uh, abandonment for, of, uh, of uh, Benny Gantz and Hossein Israel brought so, to our so this, government. This huge party that was standing, that was the balance against Netanyahu and the Likud party, the, one of the two over 30-seat parties was led by Benny Gantz, is now totally broken. He is now leading part of it because they d- disagreed over this issue of can you form a government with the prime minister who's under indictment? Is that the issue that they... Gantz said, it's an emergency, we have to compromise on that. And Lapid, Aviyashatid and... Uh, of course, it's the, it's the main thing. Like the, As I always say, in order to negotiate, you have to give up. Like a negotiation, it's based on confidence that the things that you're giving up will get... Like you will get more for the other side in order to be part of that negotiation and that unity. So, of course, mm-hmm. they gave up this huge thing that was... Uh, joining this prime minister who is on indictment that part of his campaign, the three times campaign that they have, they were speaking about this issue. And yes, he gave up. He understood that we are in a crisis, politically, like political health, 
economical crisis and in order to be like they, they wanted to be part of this this government to resolve the crisis and be part of the big decisions in this crisis but which, which makes sense i mean intuitively we want a government and and, and you know in normal times but under an emergency it's been 16 months we have a government it's it's a reasonable i hear both sides one side saying we shouldn't compromise the other side saying it's an it's not a normal situation we have to so yeah, go ahead, i Alan. think I think uh, I, it, in terms of the, at least the coalition that was being built, that was that was running from the blue and white side with uh, for the four different parties, you know, the main thing really that bound them together was getting rid of Netanyahu. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so the big compromise on that. <laughs> so on one hand, you could say that negotiation or compromise is important and it's a, and it's an emergency situation, and all that, which is, you know, given. But the truth is, the the only thing that really bound them was was against Netanyahu. So, um, well, it's true, but know, that's a the, that's an enmity. That's not a political principle. I think the political principle was well, the political principle a prime was minister that, under indictment, under indictment, and that this and it's not only that, but that that Netanyahu is is bad for the country, right? Yeah. That was their running on. Right, that they that um, and so it's not just that the indictment thing. I think there there was a, you know, a certainly I think within Yair Lapid and um, and Boogie Alon that they uh, clearly feel that Netanyahu was bad for the country and that he shouldn't be running the country. It's not only about indictment, and I think that those those are the, you know, the uh, superficial parts of it or how it's expressing itself. But like deep down, they feel he's bad for the country and not should not be running the country anymore. Um. Okay, but I think they're going to have a hard time convincing voters that in the middle of a corona crisis, it's time to switch prime ministers from somebody who's handling it basically pretty well. It depends. Who yeah, I mean that remains to be seen, right? That's true. That remains, yeah, depends who you ask, and remains to be seen, right? And how this all plays itself out. Um, in some ways, I think Lapid, if you just want to talk strategy for a second, it's not terrible strategy, given the fact that they get to stick to their ideals and the government still gets formed. So they kind of get, you know what I mean? They kind of get to throw it on yeah. all on guns and they get to stick Although to their ideals. The we're, we're not doing that in there. Yeah. In there. So in what their, were the two, what was holding up this compromise? Why did it take a, a basically like a month? for this compromise to finally go through. What was Gantz holding out for? And in the end, who blinked, Gantz or Netanyahu? There were some points that they were really uh, holding all the thing. One of the most important issues, they were trying to, to decide who will be a member of the commission who actually uh, decides who is going to be the judges in the Supreme Court. Uh, and all, all the judges all over. It's a special commission that actually it's conformed with many, many... Uh, members and also there are political representatives there and uh, the, the, the issue is that according like there were always uh, representatives of the opposition in that commission and Bibi was against that in this case and of course blue and white they really wanted to, to hold this uh, opposition representation or someone who is not part of the mainstream block, for sure, not someone from Benjamin Netanyahu block, in this commission. So one, that was one point that was very, very tricky, that by the end, mm -hmm. of course, Benny Gantz got involved in this, in, this, in this point. So there were no... So BB will control the judges, who yeah, becomes judges. Something like, you know, 
the, the, the Supreme Court and the judges are something non-political, but by the time you have to choose them, you have to have political figures they're choosing. And in these times that, of course, we have a prime minister with leg, le, legal issues, so it's tricky when you, you, when you decide which is going to be the people mm -hmm. who are going to decide who is going to be a, a judge. So this was, for example, one point that was, they were very clear, Cajolaban, we will fight by the end. It was one of the points that came back all the time, and they couldn't resolve this. And by the end, mm -hmm. we know that they gave up in this specific point, for example. And there are other things, but this is one of the, the, the main examples. And it has to do, again, with the, with the legal issues and the Supreme Court and this, this uh, relationship between powers that is very problematic today in Israel, this balance of power that one is challenging the other and they are really fighting for for their well, when, position. Originally, when Gantz approached Bibi and said, let's make unity, he was leading a party that was enormous. But now he's a party of 16. So he has. So the longer Bibi stretches it out, did well, Bibi compromise yeah, on anything no, or did Gantz just totally give in? No, yes, uh, he he, he's more than a party of just 16. Sorry to interrupt. Because really, Because he is bringing with him two, two other members from, uh, from his coalition, right? Is two other members from his coalition that were in a different party, we were in Lapid's party, are breaking off and coming mm -hmm. with him, and Labour's is coming with him. So not from Telem, uh, not uh, from Yeshatif. Uh, uh, Telem, sorry, correct, uh, Telem from uh, Bugi Alon's party, and so it is more than just sixteen. It's more. It's uh, and also the Gesher, right, and also Orly is Biscus, mm -hmm. and so it's uh, it's it's over she's twenty people could. again. It's not. Right. She is, but she was in his coalition from basically they ran together more or less. I mean, not exactly, but they ran on that block. There, the, Whatever the math over a block. specific really, numbers. They're talking about the two blocks now. He diminished his numbers. He compromised on his the principles that he set because it's an emergency. And did BB compromise on anything or did he basically get everything he wants? Well, there are some, uh, you know, one of the most important points in a negotiation, in a, when you're negotiating coalition, it's who is going to be the ministries of the, all, all the ministries over here. It's one of the mm -hmm. main points, because, of course, it's the representations that you are having in the government and you are part of the, of the decision-making uh, process. So, of course, Cajolaban, they always ask for the justice uh, ministry. And I'm sure that at the beginning... Uh, Bibi Netanyahu didn't want to give them this, this position. By the end, we understood that he, he, he gave him. But there are some other points, for example, uh, regarding ministries that they are from for Cajolaban, because they agreed in the agreement coalition that it's going to be a, it's called paritetical, like half and half. They are, mm -hmm. If there's going to be 36 ministries in this case, which they are, 36 ministries, a huge, huge, huge number, uh, it's the, the biggest we've ever had, right? What? I think isn't it the biggest in the history of Israel? More ministries and ministers. Yeah, I think so. Or is one of the biggest? I'm not sure, but mm -hmm. half is going to be for the Bibi Netanyahu block, and half is going to be for the Kaholavan block, like Benny Gantz and Bibi Netanyahu. So it's 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 huge because Benny Gantz actually has to find people to fill up that seats because you know he has only 16 people. You can add. You are Senderland Hauser from Telem and also Peretz and Shmulik from uh, Labour. But again, it's, he has maybe enough, but you know, everyone will be a minister in this case. So it's not a, 
an ideal situation. So, okay, they will have representation, but not always being a minister is that what you really want in this right. case. Now, there are special rules for the first six months about what issues they can deal with, that they can only deal yes. with corona? I, I actually How does that work? I actually read the coalition agreement. It's a 14-page document. It's, if you are really, really bored one night, you cannot sleep, so you can read it. Well, we are all in quarantine. <laughs> you so. know? Yeah, but one of the main points is that at the beginning, of course, they will continue with this emergency government and the priority will be taking care of the of the crisis and they will not change any policy like dramatically or something like a Holaban will not came and said you are not dealing with the crisis the right way. The opposite, they will keep uh, dealing with the crisis like Vivian Netanyahu is dealing with it and they will not in, be um, really involved in some big change. They will just continue with the policies. So it's very important. If we don't have like, given the situation, they don't have a lot, a lot of options, so there are a lot of ways to influence Cajolaban. They just have to keep going with the, and they agree to it, to keep going with this emergency status and let's mm -hmm. see what happens after six months. If they can actually influence by their ideology, their leadership, their anything they have to, everything, every, anything they planned in the last year to, to, to do in this country. Well, the, yeah, they're, they're putting all the agenda issues aside so that they can have this emergency unity government. And then hopefully when things come down, they'll be able to start working uh, uh, issues. And they're supposed to switch leadership in 18 months, right? That's also one of the most important issues in the, in the agreement. They agree to this 18 months and 18 months. What is, a, mm -hmm. what is this agreement? It's a rotation agreement. In Israel, we had this once that was very successful, actually, in the 80s, with the Labour Party mm -hmm. heading at Shimon Peres and Likud Party heading at Yitzhak Shamir. They had a kind of a tie mm -hmm. in the elections and they negotiated. They also, it was a, they struggled a lot to negotiate this agreement, but by the end they, they did it, okay? And they agreed to be, half of the time they will be uh, Prime Minister with Shimon Peres and half of the time Yitzhak Shamir, they also had this agreement of half and half in the ministries like regarding the blocks, and it was a very stable government. In this case, they're mm -hmm. agreeing in a three years government, which is very, like normally, and according to the law, it's four years, a normal government yeah. here in Israel, but they agree on three years, 18 months and 18, 18 months. And of course, one of the main things that um, uh, Benny Gantz compromise is that Benjamin Netanyahu will be the first one in row to held the position of prime minister, which, you know... Why, why are they doing it for only three years, not four? <laughs> and they, they, they actually, because they don't want to compromise. I, I, I'm not sure. Maybe they, want, they don't want to compromise that much. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I think and also the indictment has to do with it because even if it will be only 18 months and then we will see what will happen with him. Because if something dramatic happens legally with Vivian Netanyahu, so of course Benny Gantz will take the position immediately. Okay, he's the like he's let's call it like it's not even a, a vice prime minister. It's called um, I don't remember the word uh, the exact word. It's like if something happened immediately he will be. It's like right. he's he's. The second in line, he's the second over there. He's over there all the time. He's even the though prime he minister will have a minister. Waiting. He will also have a minister, Benny Gantz. He will be, the, maybe, uh, the Ministry of, uh, of Defense in this case. That's what they are mm -hmm. trying to agree on. Mm -hmm. 
You have something to say, Alan. I think I saw the term alternative prime minister, maybe. Um, just a couple things I could go back that I did. I, I want to talk, uh, if I could just comment on a couple things. Um, just wanted the Go conversation ahead. to keep flowing because of the Zoom and stuff. Uh, the interesting thing about the the previous uh, government in the 80s that was a, um, a shared government between Likud and Labour, between a right and left wing blocks, was that it was also during a crisis. It was during a terrible financial crisis where Israel's financial, you know, finances collapsed, basically. Um, and they decided that and, and they felt the best way to bring stability was to bring the two sides together. Um, and that, uh, so that, 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 that is, uh, another interesting, I think, you know, just dynamic when there is crisis, that's, uh, that's what, be, that's what well, should be, that's what should be happening. We've talked about that before. And I, I also find it curious that part of this agreement has that the alternative prime minister is also going to have a residency which is something new. We should also point out that none of this is finalized yet because some of it some of it has been contested right. in Israel's Supreme Court. So it, we're still on the road to coalition, but as Israel's uh, yeah. interesting uh, dynamics happen, we're still on the road to a government, but we're the in the final like, stage. But that doesn't mean the system will play it out. Yeah. So uh, it's uh, the, it's being con some things are being contested. Yeah, but the curious thing of that he has an alternative uh, residency, a residency for the alternative prime minister is like in some ways it's ridiculous for us in terms of like financial crisis that's happening because of what's of the of the pandemic. Um, on the one hand, on the other hand, the symbol is I think what, what Rachel was getting at, which is it's not it's not a vice, it's not a second in command. It's really uh, an alternate, right? It's really someone who is um, has very high status because only the prime minister and the president get residencies in this country. And now you're going to have a third residency. Um, I was wondering what you thought about that, Rachel, so basically, or Michael. So you're saying Sarah Netanyahu is moving out and Benny Gantz and Bibi are going to be roommates now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the best idea if you want to... <laughs> if you don't want to... The... the, the the help may, may appreciate that more than us. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and actually, it's again, there's another example of this unity government. That's why I took a book. <laughs> I'm reading Golda's Meyer's um, biography. I really highly recommend uh, it to all the students of the all the students that care about Zionism history to read this this amazing book. And she speaks about the, the six, three days before the Six-Day War. You know, the Six-Day War was a huge time in Israel. There was a crisis there that it's worse than the crisis that we have now because people were so afraid of just, like, losing this country because all the Arab countries were really, really um, threatening us existentially. So mm -hmm. they actually conform a national government. Uh, and a national unity government was not called, well, it was called Memshelet uh, Kherum, an emergency government. Emergency government. And yeah. she just said, I, I will read because I think it's exactly the thing that we can, we, we, it will make, make us think about some issues that are happening today. And she's saying national coalitions, which, which was. Which we, with which I was subsequently to have some experience myself, may all be very well under normal circumstances, when there is time for lengthy discussions that represent contrast, contrasting points of view, but they are positively contraproductive, in my opinion, 
at moments when truly faithful decisions must be taken and when only shared ideologies, attitudes and backgrounds make it possible for a cabinet to do its job in the most efficient and harmonious way. So that's what she said. Um, it doesn't, like, if you don't have, if you're struggling with ideology and with shared ideas, it doesn't matter what you do. It will be very hard even to keep this uh, government uh, in, a, in a stable way. Maybe we can have this government, they are wishing to have this government for three years. But I'm kind of perspective about this. Like, maybe we'll only hold for six months uh, or less. We, we don't know how much time this, co this government can, can keep his unity, uh, given the circumstances and given this uh, lack of unity they have. Maybe they are united, but they, 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 they don't, for a year they were attacking themselves all the time, all the time, all the time. And I know, and we know that they have a lot of discordances regarding their ideology. So we, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's the time to do it, but maybe it's exactly not the time to do it because of the, of the crisis having it. So I know, what do you think? I think what you're pointing out is, as you're saying, in, in an emergency situation where you need a strong united front tactically, as Mike would like to say, I think, right? In a short-term period, so that works. But if you're going for long-time strategic decisions in the country, that then uh, uh, two disparate um, forces, it, it's very difficult for them to get along. And then you, of course, uh, you know, it, it, what's the, the sort of the thing here that's interesting about the government is that the first six months is also supposed to be a time where they're working out the rest of it, right? Like the first six months is the emergency, but then they're supposed to set up a, a, a unity government that's not going to be an emergency one when the thought is that will be over the worst part of the virus and pandemic, which I think is wishful thinking, but that's besides the point. Um, mm -hmm. And basically they can keep extending this emergency government, which is probably the most likely thing will happen as opposed to forming some really balanced government. They'll just keep extending it as an emergency government until it falls apart. That That's what makes sense to me. So you guys aren't optimistic that this government is going to survive the full three years, let alone optimistic that BB and uh, that it'll hold together long enough for BB and Gantz to switch places for Gantz to get his prime ministership. I'm always positive, you know, you know me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that everyone is trying to, to say about this is that at least if they are speaking, they, they go to disagreement uh, and that was so hard to get into this point. So now, at least they, we will not have this uh, friction that they always had this year. Maybe they will actually see them working together and understand that maybe they, they can actually get along and, and um, they, they share some kind of leadership that they actually can, in practice, can, we can see some good results. Like they've never worked together. They just, wait, well, they worked when Benny Gantz was the head of the army and he, and, and Bibi Netanyahu was the prime minister. But maybe we can yeah. see good results of this partnership. We, we don't know. They never look, worked I'll, together politically. So maybe, maybe it will give I, us some good. I'll well, because Gantz really hasn't, doesn't, hasn't been in politics very long. But I, I, I would also play devil's advocate to you guys and say that policy-wise, Benny Gantz and Bibi Netanyahu aren't that far apart on so many issues. In other words... The, the disagreement is more about 
more over style of leadership and bringing integrity into the system than it is about particular policies. So maybe in theory, they could form a unity government that could resolve issues, except for the one issue, and I'll I'll bring it up, and I guess this will be our last issue for discussion this episode. There's a, a separate area in the agreement dealing with the annexation of territories. What is that about? Why is, why is that treated as a separate issue and how has that worked out? It's a separate issue because it's not a priority now. <laughs> they will not speak about that issue and mainly because the third party, which is the United States, it's very important in this issue. It's going back to the deal of the century that, of course, you spoke about it in the, in the, in the past. So I think the United States now they have other issues uh, going on also with the virus and with the economical situation and elections and they have a lot to do. And and I think it's right, but that's why I thought it was so weird that the agreement says that 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 as of this summer, BB can start annexing, even though I don't think that'll happen because you're not going to get America to agree to it. But why is that even in the agreement? Just to appease BB's backers? I think it had to be part of the agreement because it's a policy that Netanyahu really wants to 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 do specifically again because of the partnership with with uh, with this deal of the century and the importance that it has and of course in in that time when they agreed to do it it was like a huge momentum to do it uh, now i think change think change i'm not sure that they're going to do it they, they are speaking about july uh, mm-hmm. it really depends on on the crisis they are having how they're dealing with the crisis and what is going on with the with the virus, uh, generally in Israel and also abroad and specifically in the United States, uh, but they they need to speak about it because by the end they will need to vote about this deal about the annexation in the Knesset, and given the situation that they had a unity government and the majority of the members of the Knesset we will be part of this coalition, so they have to have an agreement on it. Yeah, I think that look if we w- if we look at um, the uh, agenda of Netanyahu's right wing bloc, we see a couple major things that have been very very important to them. One was is the is the um, justice right, the judiciary and uh, parliament fight you could say of who really who really gets to to control the the voice in the country. Is it the is it the courts? The Supreme Court gets the final say, or is it the parliament? That has been a very big one. And the other one is also over the where, where the territories, where they fit in Israeli society. Um, and do we annex? Do we not annex? Um, what do we do with them? And so basically, as Rachel said earlier, there's been a, a huge compromise on the judiciary front with um, Blue and White getting the justice ministry. And even though that there was some on terms of the Supreme Court who gets to appoint Supreme Court justices, um, you still there's a lot of control. The committee to control the Supreme Court, you know, is really controlled by Blue and White. Um, and so I think that uh, I think that BB needed it for his right flank. He needed something for his right flank. He, he, this had to be on the agenda. He couldn't push it off completely because even even if Yamina, that's his rear, the right wing party that's not in the Likud but is is part of that right wing bloc, if they choose not to join the government, which is very very possible, there is very strong voices within the Likud who are pretty much similar uh, opinions to Yamina. And if he had given up that. Completely, I think that would have been too. I think he would have been facing a lot of pressure in the Likud um, in terms of this coalition. So I think it had to be in there. 
And this way, it gives a, it gives an out of pushing it off. Once the government is formed, that's it. it now it can always push it off if there's uh, you know if the emergency continues, a it, it can be pushed off. On the other hand, it looks very good because if you mean it, anybody can vote how they want on this in the summer, but that means that even people who don't join the coalition could support it. It, it. It's good politicking. Let's put it that way. I think. In terms right, of internal is, Isra- internal Israeli politicking, foreign policy—that's a different mm-hmm. question. But so it's sort of a Frankenstein's monster of an agreement because of the tight situation, and because we desperately don't want to have a fourth election, we're going to give it a try. I'm going to ask you guys to do something so. that we agree that that's basically what's going on. I know we don't predict; we're not big predictors, but just for fun, just for giggles. No, we predict, but we're just always wrong. So people just have right. to think what what is. It's like that Seinfeld with George. Whatever we predict, the opposite's going to happen. So you just have to actually have to figure out. Actually, we do. We do. If you go back and look at the record, we actually do pretty well. But that's. But we don't. We, we don't have <laughs> Rachel confidence. Does. Rachel has bumped our numbers. <laughs> well, I called for the numbers. fourth election, so I don't know. <laughs> no, but you said unless something crazy happens, it's and something true. pretty crazy happened. That's so right. even that, you, I, you got that right. It was before Corona. It was before Corona. That's right. Nahon, and you said unless something unexpected happens, who can predict yeah. Corona? Nobody. Yeah. So I have three questions. Yes or no? Are we going to make it three years with this government? No. Way. What's your no What's way. your <laughs> prediction? Rachel's is no way. Alan? No way. I'm with no Rachel. Way. No way. I'm also you? with you guys. No way. I'm no way. I I, I, I want to be the guy who says, no, I have faith, but I, I don't think it'll make it to three years. Will will it last 18 months and will will Gantz get his turn as prime minister? That's tricky. That's a harder one. The first one, everybody's basically, there's nobody who thinks this government's going to last three years. So we're not really big. <laughs> we're not big shots by saying that. Um, uh, well, I started you off easy, Gantz but now get, I'm really I, pushing you. Yeah. I, I mean, logic would say no, you know, predicting the history and all that would say no, but I, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with, uh, I, 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 Gantz has been, I'm, I'm going to go on Khaviv's, uh, our other guest who's like, you know, Gantz is, has, you got to give him a lot more credit than people give him credit for. And I think he has been surprising. He's played the game well. I think he has played the game well, better than people give him credit for. So. I'm going to say, I think he's going to get that shot at the seat. Maybe he will get it earlier okay. if something happens legally to Netanyahu. Yeah. We don't know. He has a... Exactly. A, his trial know, was supposed to a- start the same, the same day the corona started, actually, or something like that. Uh, so maybe that can happen before we think. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but Rachel, we're not playing maybe. I want to know what's your, what's your bet. No, I think he will get it. He deserves it. You think he will? <laughs> if you ask me, he deserves I, it. He deserves it I'm, to try and he deserves to give it a shot. And as I'm telling you, he will He will have it eight, after the eight months, 18 months or maybe before. My vote is uh, BB, the magician, is once again going to pull another magic trick and it's not going to happen. So I'm going against you two guys on that one. And my last one is this summer. So now in the agreement this summer, BB, the, the, the annexations are in the agreement that they could happen. Will Israel annex land in the West Bank this summer under this government? No. No way. No. Alan's in no way. Rachel? I don't think no so. Way. And it could be, actually, it could be an issue that can fell apart this coalition, even though they are signing an agreement they can break the agreement like it's something that they can that it can happen and we have to understand that in that coalition there's two people from the labor party 
and we're not sure that they will vote for an annexation, even though that their yeah. their vote like they can still have this 61, if I'm not mistaken. But we have to understand that maybe people inside the Cajolaban, you know, members of, of the Knesset can have an independent voting sometimes. And maybe that can be the reason to f for this coalition to fall apart. I don't know. I'm even more cynical than you, Rachel. I don't think anybody even means it. They just have to tell right-wing voters that they're going to do it. And then they always end up not doing it. <laughs> yeah. So I predict that it won't happen because it was never really going to happen anyway. Nobody was really right. serious. All right. Well, it's better than fourth elections. So that's Maybe. something. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I, I sure hope. Maybe. But we hope that this is going to work and we're going to have a government, right? I think so. Yeah. So hopefully. So stay tuned. Whatever does happen. Wherever we are, somehow we'll get, cut through the corona and get you the information of what's really going on. Thank you so much, Rachel. We Thank always you appreciate for it. Again. Thanks, Alan. Thank you, Mike. You're welcome. Okay, that's the end. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to the Macomb Israel Teachers Lounge podcast. Don't forget to share, subscribe, rate, and review. Join us next time.